0: Hello, teenage Baltimore, and Los Angeles, and New York, and San Francisco, and Chicago, and wherever else you're watching us. We're talking hairspray. Don't go away.
1: Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Broadway Breakdown. Oh, look at
2: my hair. can compare with mine today?
0: Oh, oh. Oh, I've got my hairspray and radio. Radio. We don't got our hairspray. I don't even have hair today. I literally forgot my hairspray today, actually, which is very (laughs) ironic. (laughs) Hi, everybody! Welcome to Popcorn Talk. We are here discussing Broadway Breakdown. We're a little late. I'm sorry that we came to you a day late, but uh, and, and a week late. But some things happened, and we had to move it. So thank you for sticking with us. I'm Brianna Phipps. I'm your host. You can find me at bphips14, and I am joined with some lovely, lovely co-hosts today. To my left, hello.
1: I'm Trexel Hurd. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Heard.
3: I'm one two three Jackie B on all platforms.
4: Hey, what's going on, guys? It's your boy, Dino. You can catch me at, you know, Lanera on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook.
0: Yay, we have a full house today. It's exciting.
1: It is exciting. It's good to be back. I haven't been back with you guys since Hamilton. I I
0: know. know. We went from summer to Christmas with you.
1: (laughs) And And we were just...
0: And (laughs) and you should come back.
1: (laughs) We were just talking about how cold it was, so summer to winter. Literally.
0: Yeah, literally. Literally, June to to December. Um, So let's just get right into this. What are what is everyone's overall thoughts of the play? Whether you've seen it multiple times or you've just listened to the soundtrack a thousand times, like what is what's your thoughts of this musical when you first heard it or experienced it? Anyone? Anyone
3: else? I watched the movie before I saw the musical, so um, there's not. I don't feel like there are any like large fundamental changes aside from like people singing their parts um, that go from the movie <laughs> to the to the musical, but um, there are certain things that I do miss. About, I, I mean, John Waters was in the actual movie, which mm-hmm. he's obviously not in the musical, and those little cameos, I love moments like that. But um, it's fun just, like, watching the movie is fun. So. Mm-hmm.
4: Just the overall tone of hairspray in general and just what it is and what it, it talks about is amazing to me. The colors are vibrant. It's fun to watch. And they talk about some things that you know, don't necessarily get talked about all the time in the form of a musical,
1: which is great, which is why we love Broadway, right?
2: Exactly. Because they
1: do stuff like that. It's
2: true,
3: it's
1: true. I think I loved, I mean, you were talking about the Ricky Lake movie. Mm-hmm. Um,
3: yeah, the know, Ricky Lake I, movie, I, the
1: not the Zach Efron movie. But I loved the musical, the Broadway musical, Hairspray. I mean, it's just, like you said, it's just a fun, exciting, bright show, you know, I obviously love the dynamites in the in the show. Or, I mm-hmm. mean well, the dynamites?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what they're called. Is that
1: what they're called? Because yeah. I always sometimes mix up that trio from Little Shop and sure. that trio from Hairspray. Right. <laughs> like, right. Little Shop
0: is like like the street res or something like yeah, that. Yeah. It's, it's but, different.
1: You know, I think Hairspray is one of those um and you know, on Wednesday we've got Hairspray Live coming up, but it's one of those uh relevant uh shows that keep coming back. And I know we're gonna talk about it a little bit later, but um, you know, it's so Fun to talk. You know, it's fun to talk about racism, um, but you know what I mean. Like it's they relevant. Make, it's relevant. To talk about like racism. it's relevant, and and so they, you got this show that not only talks about um, racism, but you also talk about sexism, mm-hmm. things that happen, the things that are you know people who size-ism. don't fit sizeism, exactly. people who don't feel comfortable in their own skin, but somehow make it. Make, are able to live able life to and live life. have
0: joy. Or and, as
1: Oprah would say, live your best life. Right. Because Tracy Turnblad was always living she that best it. life. I am the male version
4: of Tracy Turnblad, okay? <laughs> <laughs> if there was enough room, I would be dancing on top of here. Yeah.
0: Oh, oh, we'll make it happen. We have to stop. And it if and I did my hair
4: today, you would have seen the poof and the wave and all that good <laughs> stuff, too. But the point is, yeah, it's fun. And a th- to see it transition from, say, a movie aspect. You know what I mean to the stage, and to see the sets come alive in that way, and the way they imagined it, even makes it even better, as well too. Well,
0: I am a big fan of this play, mm-hmm. and it may largely be in contribution to the when I saw it live was my first introduction to one Mister
1: Arundhati. Oh yeah.
2: yes,
3: ah. playing Link
0: Larkin. <laughs> In Link. 2006.
3: That's an amazing casting choice.
0: Yeah. It was before Yeah, it was before he went to Broadway. Uh, it was in a touring show in San Jose. I'm jealous. And my yeah. entire, I believe, high school totally class jealous. of girls and some boys were like, who is this man? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's Angel Ra! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So, so I may be a little biased in this, but I do love the show, and I think it is a really fun show. It's a show that you can go to and learn something. hmm it's a show you can go to and have fun at the same time, and it's a show that I think is important to keep coming back whether or not we need it to, because we will always need it to. Right. Um, if that makes sense. We'll get into it later. But let's talk about, since we brought up the movie, the original movie, a little bit, because that is where this whole thing stemmed from, mm-hmm. is the John Waters film that came out 1988 year I was born.
2: Mm-hmm. Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Thanks for making me feel old. <laughs> <well. laughs>
0: Oh, I thought I was dating myself there, I'm sorry.
4: <laughs> I was too. It's okay, we'll just see how we put it out there. Well, <laughs> let's put it out
0: there. Um, and this starred Ricky Lake and Divine, of course,
2: mm-hmm.
0: which was an amazing, amazing movie. If you haven't seen it, you should. It, it's worth a watch. It's a cult classic. It's a little weird, it's a little out there. That's what's funny. I mean, that's <laughs> not all of
3: John Waters' movies are like that, and a lot of them have Divine in them, so um, if you like that movie, there's plenty more to <laughs> draw from.
0: You got Crybaby, uh, Flamingo... Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a million. Pink flamingo. Pink flamingo. I forget. Yeah. I don't even know if I that's think it's pink name. flamingo. It has flamingo. It definitely has divine in it.
3: <laughs> yes, it definitely has divine. In it.
0: Um, I remember seeing this film when I was at a young age and not understanding it at what all, it? and then watching it later and like realizing. <laughs> it wasn't what was until going on. later
3: that I realized that Divine was a drag queen. Like when I was an adult, I was just like, it's funny because when you're a kid, you're just like, okay, this person's wearing a dress, so it's a woman, you know? Like right. I it didn't. It wasn't like, and then you know, even the fact that Divine plays two different roles in the movie—that still didn't register. And I was like, "How did I not notice that this man doesn't drink <laughs> the blissfulness of being a child?" Right. <laughs> I
1: only—I have only seen the movie like twice in my life. Hmm. I don't really go back and watch Adam's movies all that much, but
0: I must. Yeah, I'm much more of a crybaby fan. If we're going I like John Cry Waters, Baby. I do. Like Maybe Cry it's Baby. Johnny Depp. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, yeah. I choose the things I like based on who's pretty to look at, okay? Yeah, I'm just
1: glad they didn't make the show, like, the Broadway show, you know, you talk about how weird the movie is uh, to an extent, but the Broadway show is not weird at all. No. It's like, it doesn't view. give you that, like, Feel to it because it is so light and fun. And, it's not you
3: know. like you're like, there's that scene where they're like making out an alley and the rats are going over her foot. And I'm yeah. like, this is so, and then they end up at some sort of like uh, um, beatnik in a beatnik apartment randomly. And I'm right. like, what is
0: happening right now? <laughs> yeah, the, I but, mean, the movie's a little out there.
3: Yeah, it's, I mean, that's what makes it a cult classic is like the weird randomness, but. Um, in order to get it to play to a larger audience, you and, can't
1: and maybe have and that. you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but like if I look at the '80s version of Hairspray and the Broadway version in terms of style, in terms of the era, I didn't get the '50s feel from the '80s movie, but I can get the '50s feel from the Broadway show.
4: I think it's because the Broadway show in like in, like it embodies the classic '50s, '50s you know right I mean, without the. Without the extra or sixties, that's the best thing. Sixties, there's a whole song about it. (laughs) Sixties, where it doesn't, you know, where where you don't necessarily you see it physically in the movie, but there's that other awkward or cringiness uh, undertone of the eighties. Yeah, that that gives it that type of feel or whatnot.
3: But I also think that um, you know, when you're costuming a play, you're choosing outfits that are iconically. 60s, mm. so you're gonna say, Well, we had poodle skirts, we had this kind of shoe, we had this, you know. And people like John Waters clearly lived through the 60s, so he knew how people dressed then. So while you know, people might have actually worn those things that they wore in the original movie, it's not looking back on it, it's not as iconic as thinking, okay, they wore this. It doesn't translate. Because when I look right. back at myself in the 80s, I'm like, I definitely wasn't wearing like multicolored spandex a- every day of my really? life.
0: That <laughs>
2: <laughs> I
3: mean, uh,
0: you know. Do you, you, do you wear them now? Right.
3: Like you look, back, you look back at like Wedding Singer and I'm like, I did not dress like no, I that mean, in the 80s. It,
0: those things are made for people like that didn't live through them that it's like, we're going just to this to like make your mm. mind think right. this era. Yeah. That's so what you do when you're it.
3: designing when you're designing a, a costume for a play, you want to give people a, a feeling.
4: A good visual, a good everything. Yeah. You know what's funny is that hairspray used to play all the time on TBS. Like all the time <laughs> in the nineties. Like it would be that you you knew it was gonna come on the weekend sometime.
3: It's like hairspray I, and petticoat junction. Exactly. Like, I, think, <laughs> I feel
4: like everyone it's the reason why it's so iconic to people, even if they've never seen the musical or they never they don't know any of the history of hairspray, they they've seen it somewhere along their life. Because of how much it's been played in the media, and then now we have for NBC Universal popping out with what's going to happen on Wednesday. It's going to be even bigger. Bigger. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah.
0: Well, talking. Let's move into the play a little bit more now. That well, let's talk about this cast because they did make the decision after Divine was in the original that they wanted to keep that role a man dressed as a woman. Mm-hmm. They wanted Which to keep a drag queen.
3: I love that homage.
0: To so Divine. we get Harvey Firestein.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Which legend. My,
0: legend. My first uh, experience with him definitely Mrs. Doubtfire. Right. Yes. Right. Somebody posted a meme the other day that was like,
3: nobody batted an eye that um, Harvey Firestone's character and the other character were like the two the two uncles. But
0: the, mm-hmm. yeah. They were gay. They like, were like, yeah, they
3: Alaska. were gay and nobody cared about it. And it's like, you know, that's the way to make movies. It's like, they were right. just, it was just part of the story. Yeah, that's just right. who they
0: are. Um, but he does an amazing, amazing job in this show. Which I know some people... And he's going to be in the live event. And he's going to be in the live Mm -hmm. event, and he's producing it. Right. Um, And I know some people... Are a little they don't like his voice as much because he does have that very raspy. I was gonna
1: say that sounds like something Jackie B would say since she didn't like Lin Manuel's voice but when you we know talked
0: it. about him. But,
2: no, oh, and here's the, thing.
0: Oh. here's the thing.
3: I'm a little biased because I always love me a drag queen, so I'm not, I'm not gonna hate on. I'm not gonna hate on a good queen, but <laughs> I think that the, the the voice that Harvey's putting on is a performance voice. It's not like Lin who just like literally cannot sing, and as I do like Lin, I, I think can. that's. Harvey that's Harvey actual voice. voice. Yeah. The one
0: that's like yeah, this. That's yeah, that's voice. Yeah. For his singing? For yes. his talking that's voice I think voice is it is voice. Yeah. I saw him in filler in the roof, and he sang the exact same, yeah. same If oh, really? you watch
1: him in interviews, that's exactly how he talks.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, it works. <laughs> it works. <laughs> well, I will say, like, if you, if you do have an issue with his voice, I think in this circumstance, you could forgive it if you didn't in the other circumstances. He's not playing, like, the leading man. Because it is such, like, a comical in-your-face thing. Like, if it does have a weird voice attached to it, like...
1: I mean, I mean, I disagree just a little bit. I th- When you say leading man, I do think that uh, that Edna has always been... I mean, John Travolta, and, you know... Do to, not uh, compare
3: the, John Travolta to... No, no, no <laughs> what I'm saying is that if you
1: always put somebody big in that role, somebody right. who has a name in that role, so... that. Essentially, that role does become big later on in the film. Um, they've got this big reveal, and all this stuff is happening. So it does; it is a rather large character of the show, mm-hmm. um, almost as big as probably Link Larkin at some point, mm-hmm. um, because of how I mean the role is written.
3: But Tracy is the protagonist. You would never have like in a musical someone, except for in Hamilton, someone who doesn't like your strongest voice is usually your protagonist. Your strongest, the strongest voice here is. The girl who
0: plays Tracy. No, oh, I disagree. I disagree that.
1: with that too. I think Penny's always been the strongest. Voice. Penny
0: or Penny or uh, Amber. For yeah,
1: me. they've always had the strongest voices. But I mean, we'll. we'll and this
0: them. new one, K- Kristen Chenoweth, because she's Kristen Chenoweth. Oh, <laughs> <geez>. <laughs> um, <laughs> but talking about Marissa Jarrett Winkor, Wink, Wink, I'm sorry if I say her name wrong. Marissa Jarrett
1: Winkor.
4: Who oh, you say?
0: Yeah, Winoker. I think I,
1: I say Winoker. I say Winoker. Yeah, okay. Isn't she doing? is she at the, She was doing Hocus Pocus at the. Yeah, uh, she Rockwell. She was yeah. recently.
0: She's an amazing person. She's so so nice. I've heard from many people that met her. Um, and the crazy thing about her role with this is she had cancer. She had cervical cancer during this show.
3: I did not know that. Yeah,
0: and she went. She didn't tell anybody in the cast or in the production, mm. and she had a hysterectomy, and came back and wow. did the show. Oh, wow. Wow. That's interesting.
4: That is interesting.
0: Sad, that. and interesting. Yeah. I mean, like, that's a... And then she won the freaking Tony Award for it. Like, that is dedication. Yeah,
1: that's dedication for sure. Wow.
0: So she's an amazing person and an amazing actress, mm-hmm. and obviously and not was, a complainer. This was her first, like, Broadway role. One, of, not I don't believe it was right? her first one. I think it was her second one. Oh. Uh, no, 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 no. Her, yeah, sorry confusing things. It was her first. She got introduced to the role because uh, Rob Marshall, who was originally going to direct the show but then got, um, was doing Chicago, the movie, he um, remembered her from American Beauty and introduced her to the direct to the producer, director, and writer for this. So that's how she got signed. I always love that Tracy has always kind of been an unknown. Right. Every time they cast it. As a, an
4: introducing. Mm-hmm. Right.
0: right. I, mean? I think that's a cool thing to do because we don't see that a lot, especially in film. I thought for sure when they made the Hairspray film, they were going to pick some big name to put in her role, and I loved that they picked an unknown person. No,
3: I love that, too. I love that, too.
4: It's fun. I forgot to mention, everybody, we are on the live chat, and there are some people in here. Hello, Samantha. Samantha says, that's definitely Harvey's real voice, but it's iconic.
0: It is iconic. <laughs> it's iconic. Except- um, but there are a lot of people in this cast were brand new I think Laura Bob this was her first Broadway show mm-hmm. Matthew Morrison had done a cup, I think one or two things but this was this one of his big, big break, break. Mm-hmm. yeah um, yeah, he did do stuff before Glee people <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> you tell him Rihanna. you <laughs> <laughs> tell him
0: <laughs> Carrie Butler was one of the one. like she had she was kind of around for a while before this one
1: which she, she was, yeah plus then she did things after I mean she did many things yeah after, I mean but, she's still going
0: yeah um and Jackie Hoffman, I think it's funny, because Carrie Butler and Jackie Hoffman, they, tra- they kind of work together a lot. They've been on, like, multiple shows together, I think, like, two or three things at least. I kind of feel like they have this, like, friendship where they bring each other along, like Rob Schneider Jackie and Sam Jackie Hoffman Sandler. was
3: the one from
0: Xanadu. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yes. exactly. And Carrie yeah. Butler was in Xanadu. Yeah. Right. Uh, people forget that Corey Reynolds, who
1: played Seaweed, I don't know, I mean, I love The Closer, because I love Kira Sedgwick, mm-hmm. and, and then Major Crimes. But Corey Reynolds was actually on the entire series of The Closer. Was he? Yeah. Oh, he did not know that. So I remember watching Closer one day when I first started watching. I was like, he looks so familiar.
2: He and was
0: originally know? a backup uh, person and like backup a seaweed? backup, dancer in oh, this backup. show, and then they upgraded him to seaweed. And he Interesting. Won the Tony, and he got nominated for the Tony. Like, nice. Um, I mean, this cast was just a hit for me. Like, you couldn't have cast any like a better cast for me. Like everyone worked together well, and I got to talk. Uh, Laura Bobundi was in here a few months ago. Uh, doing Scream Queens after show, and um, she said that they're all still friends, which is amazing. Like, she still talks to Matthew Morris, and they all still hang out together mm-hmm. sometimes. They try to get together. And that shows, I think, what this show does for you. Like, in, like if you... I mean, any Broadway show, you become a family. Right. But I think this is more than any other because they were all so new to this, and this was, like, their first show. that like, they all I it was a hit. Right.
3: It was a verifiable And I was just hit. looking down some
1: of the names that kind of came after this original cast my friend Carly Gibson she was a a Tracy Turnblad at one point, it was her first Broadway show at the time um, Diana DeGarmo ended up playing uh, Penny at some point, because we talked about those uh, strong voices, Alexa Vega was a Penny, Jennifer Lewis came to the cast, Darlene Love the and list. then wow. Aaron Tveit, obviously we talked to Ashley Parker Angel, who I actually saw at Thanksgiving at Maggiano's the other day, he was sitting at the table next to me <laughs> uh, Tevin Campbell, who Tevin Campbell, who was um, what's his name from a Goofy movie Yes. Um, Powerline. Mm-hmm. He was the voice of Powerline from a goofy movie. Oh. Chester Gregory, who is um, on tour right now. Lance Bass went and played Corny Collins at one point. And then Naturi Naughton, who you guys know from Fame, uh, the movie Fame.
0: I mean, yeah, and, like everyone. Yeah. This, to be in this show, you have to be. You, it's funny. I'm, let's get into a little bit because this is a show all about being on a dancing show. Mm-hmm. And this show is not a dancing show. It,
1: let me tell you guys about There's
0: not much dancing.
1: I auditioned for Hairspray Did years you? ago. Years ago. Not the Broadway show. It was, a tour. It, was a, it was a tour. It was a tour. The hardest audition I've ever been to. Other than Lion King. That was the hardest audition I've ever been to.
0: Wow. Or any reason the why? The dance.
1: Because I can't dance. That's why.
0: <laughs> but I feel like the dancing in there, it, there's a lot of movement, but it's all like... It's like that very sixties, like you know, twist. I think and it's like, yeah, little, but it's little, not it's tough things. though. I
4: think though, it's stylized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. you have to have a certain the,
1: the I don't dance know, combo yeah. is like a lot of turns, a lot of floor moves, a lot of jumping up and down. Like, it's it's a lot. I remember being like, "Let me tell you what I can." Maybe because it looks easily done. Yeah,
3: when you watch maybe it, that's what it is. Maybe it's just fun, they make it you know? look effortless. I was on Forty Second Street, but right. I mean, it, there. <laughs> right. I think the dancing is. Difficult. I was yeah, like, can but- I just be one of the white
1: kids? <laughs> <laughs> can I just do that and does not have to wear leotards?
0: I mean, does not dance it's at all. Because you're not
1: dancing out. on scaffolding, right. like, climbing things or But you know what I mean. Like it's not a <laughs>
0: dancing show. Like it's not the show that people go to for the dancing, right? Mm-hmm. No. no. And it's it's like it's ironic when it's about the whole thing is about them trying to get onto a show for dancing,
2: yeah. right?
0: Um. But it is a really fun show, and like there are some really fun numbers in it. Because we have You Can't Stop the Beat. We Mm -hmm. have Without Love that has all of these, like, kind of group... I love group dance numbers. Because I think those are harder because you have to, like, synchronize with everybody else. But I think when it comes to...
1: I mean, Jerry Mitchell choreographed, I believe, Mm -hmm. this whole show. And so... I mean, if you look at everything else that he's choreographed, I mean, that's some. Th- you have to be a really top-notch dancer to mm-hmm. be in these numbers. Even if, uh, you know, the dance combo for Wicked is hard, and you know, there's no dancing in that show. Mm-hmm. There's like next to no there's a, dancing. There's
0: in a, that lot show. Like, yeah, a lot of like a lot of stylized movement. movements
1: or whatever. But some of those, the the the, the smallest dance common to the, like the hardest dance combinations are for the shows that have the least amount of dancing. Right. They want to wow you right there right. And That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. They have small yeah. spots
4: to wow you. Yeah. So, I mean, it.
1: you can't, I mean, Jerry Mitchell, Kenny Ortega, all those guys, Andy Blankenbuehler for, you know, I mean, for Hamilton and, and all the mm-hmm. shows that he's done bring it on. I mean, the dancing is going to be top notch and mm-hmm. that's what it, I hope it's like that on Thursday, on Wednesday. I know. I'm, I know. I'm excited
0: slash I mean, From nervous. what I
1: saw in the Macy's Parade, we gonna be in trouble. I
0: <laughs> well, their backup dancers looked really good, though. Yeah, uh, I'm sure let's yeah. give them credit. Uh. I'm gonna give them credit where it's due. Um, but this show, more than anything for me, is all about the style and the music because it has to be upbeat because we're talking about such a serious thing. And I like that they keep it upbeat for majority of the show.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That the music stays because we are. It's such a. It's such this an important topic, and mm-hmm. it's such a it can get so depressing so easily. And so I like that they keep the music there so that even though we're discussing this topic, we're not getting,
4: you're not going to, you're still staying up here. You're excited. Yeah. The momentum is up there, but then they're underlyingly letting you know what, you know, what everyone should be knowing or what everyone should, you know, what they want everyone to talk about basically. It's good. It keeps a nice steady beat.
3: I mean that's what camp does it. though like exactly. it, it comes it, I mean this comes out of the John Waters original mm-hmm. because it's like when when you come from a tradition of camp you're trying to tell a story but you're trying to tell it in a way that's going to appeal to people. Mm-hmm.
0: And this like I mean to be in this show like you have to have energy the entire show. You you can't be down for 1 second or it's going to come through in your performance. Right. So that's I just imagine the show between the dancing and the singing and the keeping yourself at this kind of level well, the entire time and the you're just exhausted head with heavy hair with hair up to here
4: right oh that's fun oh, I could just imagine no, I imagine I the costume designer
0: <laughs> and the makeup artist for the show just had a ball picking stuff
1: out yeah I mean and just going back to kind of what you said just about the the style of the show and just the style of the music I mean if you look at everybody was so happy in where they were. The white kids were very happy mm-hmm. in in their thought process about what, in their bubble. The black kids were very happy in their bubble. So they, made, throughout, and we're talking about racism a little later, but throughout the themes of these underlying themes of racism, everybody was happy in their bubble. Well, so everyone, they maintained
0: the everyone happiness. Everyone felt like they they were where they were supposed to be and right. where they belonged. Well, the and only no thing was they, was they were unhappy it. about,
3: though, was the fact that it's like they're They are They're... Told they can only dance one night in the right. entire. Well, mm-hmm. in the in the uh, in the play, they can only dance one night. In the movie, is, like Thursdays or something.
1: But right? and then there were only well, I, there were only a couple of moments, uh, you know, a couple of numbers where the where the the kind of the energy well energy down, down. Right, yeah. Um, There's only really
0: one one number
1: and <laughs> Jennifer Hudson, <laughs> which is
0: yeah, it's um <laughs> it, it got changed to I know where I've been, um. But I had this. I have a quote about that song because it was originally going to be called, like, uh, I have it in here. Let me just read the quote. It was this was inspired by a scene late in the movie that takes place on the black side of town. It never dawned on us that a torrent of protest would follow us from almost everyone involved with the show. It's too sad. It's too preachy. It doesn't belong. Tracy should sing the eleven o'clock eleven o'clock number. Uh, we simply didn't want our show to be yet another showbiz version of civil rights story where the black characters are just background and what could be more Tracy Turnblad than to give the 11 o'clock number to the black family at the heart of the struggle. Hmm. Luckily, audiences embrace the moment which enriches the happy ending to follow and is our proudest achievement of the entire experience of writing Hairspray. Because hmm. I guess like everyone wanted Tracy to sing that number. They felt like she was supposed to sing that number. And they're like, no, no, no. This is not her number.
1: Yeah, I don't. I can't imagine Tracy singing, or this that character singing that song.
0: Mm. Well, Although, I mean, I think it was a different song at the time. Because it, it wouldn't have right. been, you yeah. know, where it would have been.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine Tracy singing that in the ghetto? Just walking <laughs> through the ghetto. Walking
0: down the, walking down the ghetto. <laughs>
1: with
0: her hairspray. Would have been a much different <laughs> play <laughs> no, no, that no, was
1: no, the no, 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 actually, That's funny. I, you know, and I know you guys are doing a show on Wednesday, but... Um, I feel like Jennifer Hudson's going to come out. She's going to think if this is her Tony Award performance. She's about to take this number to the. I mean, I, they released the whole album on iTunes the other day. I know. I'm um, making sure I don't singing, listen to it. Singing to the rafters, but you know uh, that sometimes when you get characters like that, or you get actors like that with like Jennifer Hudson, they take they can take away from the from the moment. And I really hope that she does not take away from the moment it's, of the song. And I know you guys can talk about this
4: on Wednesday, but it's going to be the same situation with Ariana Grande playing Penny. Mm. Oh okay, no. I like, was like terrible. I that was not so happy miscast. with that. You saw the You saw you the Thanksgiving, statement. right? And then you saw her with her extra riffs and all this stuff. That's mm. not how Penny's. No, Penny just needs well. to. know <laughs> it's not
3: even that. It's that like the Penny character is supposed to be like awkward and nerdy, right. and, and like so Ariana and Grande so is like pretty and cool. Right. You know,
0: it's going to be. I mean, I mean, I'm going to hold my reservations. I'm right. going to hope for a really amazing thing to happen but so yeah, here's, from here's from that performance. Here's a
4: question if you guys don't mind. When things get adapted into movies or into uh, uh from from Broadway musicals into movies or, or vice versa or whatnot, if characters change around, how do you guys feel about that as far as like performance and who they're supposed to be what? if they're so iconic on that type of performance like what it do you, like, what is your like I'm saying like like Ariana Grande turn like I feel like she's gonna Ariana Grande Penny. Okay. Exactly.
0: I think it depends. I think you can hire a big name that can do it very well, and I think that you can hire someone that can not do it very well. Like, look okay. at Hugh Jackman was a big name when he
3: was put into Les Mis, and people loved his right. performance. It wasn't a, it wasn't Hugh Jackman playing this role. It was like he really got into it. I, I think it just depends on the actor, and, and also a
0: style can translate into that character style. Yeah, yeah. Right. because Penny does like. You know, she'd be she goes from meek mild to like blasting her lungs out, like. But
1: I, I think I see. Here's a, here's the because we ride a fine line as performers where you say, "Man, I it should be this way," and then you look at actors and you go, "But your interpretation of it is so different." I was watching clips from Hamilton, Chicago the other day, and I was watching uh, the lead actor. I can't remember his name who's playing Hamilton right now, and I was no, looking at
0: you, it, oh no, you know, know, he was no, in no, New York. He's in New York oh, at,
1: about how different. Mm-hmm. The Hamilton, the actor playing Hamilton, in Chicago was from Lin Manuel. It was it was from uh, Javier Muñoz's uh, Hamilton. I mean, it was night and day. I mean, and that, you're like, but I saw the original. This is not right. how it should be. But then you go, but this is that actor's interpretation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean that being that sense. Yeah, yeah. That
0: being said, like you can see someone take a part. and I think that you should make it your own. I don't think mm-hmm. you should copy other people. And it can be amazing. Like I remember when we saw Kinky Boots, we didn't see um, Wayne Brady in it, and everyone was like, "Oh, I, I want mm. to see Wayne Brady." But the guy we saw, the was, guy fantastic. Guy we saw was fantastic.
4: Side note: yeah. I heard Todd Call's doing a great job I right now. Sure I'm is. sure he is. Oh, <laughs> he is. Yeah. Who better to close that? <laughs> show
1: out than Hall? I mean, it's like you know, I, I I I harp a lot when we talk about Wicked the movie on how I do not want Leah Michelle to play Alphago. No, no. um, but on the other side, we all know Leah Michelle can do it we just have to either say yeah she's just going to be a fine alphabet right. and we just have to put that back cuz she's an actress and that's what we do this is what we this is what we watch it for and you know it's hard that's a hard that's a hard question because I mean, you a, want it, actors to have but, that, that yeah, freedom it, to do that
0: it's yeah you want both and you can't have both right. I guess so maybe it's uh,
1: overall
4: just be open right. and uh, judge uh, in secret right.
2: <laughs> there you go <laughs> or, come
3: on, or come on, oh, this, oh, come show on this
1: show <laughs> and then talk about it. I <laughs> I judge but yeah.
3: everybody has different things they like too so like whereas maybe like Brianna th- this has happened between the two of us uh-huh. too. Yeah. We're like we've been on we'll total see, opposite, yeah, sides. total opposite sides. Where we'll see the same show and we'll be like, okay, yeah. I love that actor, and she'll be like, I don't like them at all. But I like this one from the me- movie, and I'm like, I hate that person right. from the movie. You it know, happens. it's something for everyone. Yep, it's like Corbyn, yeah, you're, never gonna, well every, you're never gonna make every. You're never
0: gonna make a hundred percent of the people in the world happy, no matter what you do. <laughs> all you can do is do what you think you is do best. You. Yeah. And hope for the best. I feel like we're on the same page right here.
1: <laughs> well, we had a we had a wow!
0: Can you believe that happened? That Corbin
1: Blue is his Navi. I still can't believe that. That's so funny you said that. I was like, um, I didn't think about that.
0: In my <laughs> talking about music, getting back to our show here I a little
1: think bit.
0: Uh, <laughs> let's get into our diva song, which Nino, you, know, you haven't been on our show before. Oh my god. Our diva song is the song from the show that we just like to belt out, maybe in secret, maybe in public, whatever you want to do. Um, oh, that's a good. One. I have like two diva songs. Because I can't pick, and I, <laughs> um, I love "Run and Tell That," <clears throat> and I love "Big Blonde and Beautiful," mm. and those are the two songs I like to belt out. And I can't pick between them. I'm not going to.
1: <clears throat> Mine is not shocking because of what I just said about how I want to dance, <laughs> not dance like the black kids. And um, I Link? sing Link Lark and I do love. Um, uh, what's his song?
0: What is this song?
1: Yeah, his song. But... Oh, the I it Takes lo- Two? It Takes Two. I love it, It Takes Two. But I really love Miss Baltimore Crabs. I could sing that song Miss Baltimore Crabs is a
0: fun... I'm really excited. I loved, with,
1: you know what? I'm excited
0: I, for Christian Chavez I love Michelle
1: Fiverr so much that she made me want to be Velma Von Tussle. <laughs> hmm. I always said, if I ever did Where's Bride, I'd want to be Velma Von Tussle. I just want to applaud <laughs> we, we,
3: Brianna and I were talking about, like dream casting like what role would you would you play if like nothing like you had no no barriers whatsoever like i would play gaston which mm, yeah. i would never
0: be cast as gaston and i'd that be that the be mc in cabaret <laughs> I, I still think <laughs> that
1: is a possibility.
0: I just have to really position those uh, strat... Uh, <laughs> is that a
1: yeah. One. Like, yeah. I can see a second
0: Foster playing the
1: MC in Cabaret.
0: Why are you taking my role away? I mean, I can see you playing it.
1: <laughs> I'm just saying this idea of a female MC, MC yeah. is not far-fetched. Yeah,
0: it's not. And Nina, what song would you... Uh, Jack, you didn't say your song. I say oh, uh, I Can Hear the Bells. Nice, mm. yeah. yeah. I don't.
3: I, I don't know why, but like ever since Hairspray came out, which was like what 2002 or something, and I first got the album, it was that song that I was like, I really love this song. It's so like it's so cheesy and it's very innocent, ridiculous too. and far fetched, and in just the best way to me.
4: Mine has to be the opener because that's just, it gets you started. That's good how you start your day. When, when I, you know, when I came out to Carl's, I, I told you I was singing. And I was like, hello, I was a like, good morning, North Hollywood. You know I mean? like, it just gets you pumped and ready to go and it sets a tone for it all or whatnot.
1: And then you just um, bump down the street. It,
4: exactly. That, I, that's what <laughs> I was doing I was walking down, down the street hoping the street. that I wouldn't get hit.
3: It also gives <laughs> you, I, I love that it gives you this kind of like sense of what, what Baltimore is or she has this very like, Upbeat song where she's very enthusiastic. She's like, "I see like the bum on the street, you know, (laughs) everything like that." Or the flasher next door. (laughs)
0: Baltimore. You know, Um, I guess there is like online a video that shows all the terrible stuff that happens in Baltimore. With that song playing in the background. That's Ouch. so
3: perfect. Wow. Oh my gosh. And John Waters is from Baltimore, which is why... why everything
0: is set in Baltimore I, that he yeah, makes.
3: Yeah, it's set in Baltimore.
0: Um, so we're running a little bit out of time, so let's get to the main themes of this show, which are the segregation, the bullying, the shaming, fat shaming, mm-hmm. which are all themes that have become so relevant again today, or I shouldn't say become, like they've been, but they're now being talked they're about They're in the a forefront. Lot.
4: I think... I said this earlier. Uh, I feel like I am the male version of Tracy Turnblad. Um, it, it's the whole the whole body shaming thing, and we're going to talk about the racism, and we're going to get deep into that too. Uh, but uh, as far as like being, say, like a male and being body positive, you don't see that too often. But you've seen this amazing trend and amazing uh, upfront uh, about uh, being plus size woman in the industry or whatnot, mm-hmm. or being on TV or whatnot. And I remember watching this when I was little. I was like, Yeah, look, she looks different, and she 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 was able to accomplish what she wanted to do. You know what I mean? Um, I feel like that's just such a great way to talk about it. Because it's a constant battle with people, especially diversity and casting. Uh, Whether you're in theater or whether uh, you're in uh, television or movies, theater's a lot more progressive, obviously. Uh, TV is a lot more progressive. Film is still not progressive. Mm -hmm. And it still all falls under the entertainment industry. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So it's so nice that, it's so great that they talk about this and it's in the forefront, as well as many other things that are in the forefront that not a lot of people talk about. You could do what you want to do if you set your mind to it and if you have the talent to do so. Go for it. Don't let your exterior want, you know, uh, stop you from anything, basically.
3: Mm -hmm. What I like, though, is I find it, you know, Hollywood, not necessarily Broadway, but Hollywood will put forth this idea that, like, the most beautiful man has to meet the most beautiful woman and have the most beautiful children. And we know that's just not real. Like, it's not realistic. And people who, like, you know, you meet people who you're like, I think that guy is really beautiful and I think Mm -hmm. his wife is not attractive at all but like they see something in each other and so this to me was more of a like a real as (coughs) as crazy as it sounds it was more realistic to me because it's like real life is like is mixed race relationships real life is you know lincoln tracy Tracy. real life is Mm uh the um edna and i forget the dad's name
2: Wilbur. wilbur
3: wilbur I mean, I love that song where it's basically
0: like... they are timeless to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's
3: like we both are old and falling apart and probably
0: people think we're kind of gross, but we love each other. You know, like that's real love. I also really... That's real love. I love the fact that they pair the heavier woman with the thinner man because I think that's something we don't see as an audience a whole lot. Like we constantly on TV are seeing, you know, Fat Man, Skinny Wife. Fat Man, Skinny Wife. It's been done how many times throughout the years? Um, And there's still that stigma where when you see a heavier woman with a thinner man that you're like, I don't understand this as much I think.
4: Like, this is us. If you watch that show, you, you know, it's it's the same thing and I feel like it's slowly coming, but it's like you said, it's nice to have this come back once in a while to let people know that the issues
1: are still there. One of the things that I always think about this show and I was just thinking about as you guys were talking was the fact that you have this show like Hairspray that's so inclusive mm-hmm. yet the Broadway, I won't even say the Broadway community, but parts of the Broadway community are completely opposite of that,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and they are not. I mean, it is it is you know if you talk about body shaming, it is the a relevant part of the Broadway community,
0: and, and, and unless I say, there's a part written for a, part a heavy written, right, person, right, right,
1: no, and not just on a professional level, but on a personal level as well. So I think that they're the same thing with um, mixed race, anything like you're. It's very difficult. You know, as much as we love hairspray, we can. As much as we love this diverse cast and this exciting show, people can't. Once they leave the theater, it's like they didn't even see what they saw. You know what I mean? Very true. You're like, oh, I didn't just see that. Let me go back to. Let me go back to West Hollywood. You know what I mean? Like that's the thing about it, and and so that can be very yeah. uh,
0: Like whenever you uh, see something, you need to be open to what you're seeing, so that when you leave the theater, it stays with you.
1: Right, and some people don't take those underlying themes and like th- really think about them because if they really think about them, we would not be in right.
2: No, this we th- would th- not th- be in this position, in this position today. today.
4: <laughs> they don't take it as lessons learned, is what it is. They leave it at the theater, mm-hmm. which you should be taking <clears throat> with you. you know I also mean? really I mean,
3: see theater is didactic. Like people shouldn't go to the. So many times they hear, "I'm going to the theater and I just want to have fun," and this is what we talked with about with the Mike Pence yeah. Hamilton situation, where it's like. You're not going to go see this show, which is making a political statement mm-hmm. and just expecting to have fun. You can't possibly think that. Right.
0: I'm like the opposite. I go to the theater to, like, be moved. Right. Like, if I cry, that's a win. Yeah. I went to a good show right. if I mm-hmm. cried. I'm not going, like, the, the plays I like are all the depressing plays. <laughs> like where you I'm, learn something. Where you learn something. Right. Those are my favorite ones. I'm saying some they,
1: people go there not to learn, lo- like, they don't even, you know, no, I see it doesn't you. even, like, c- compute in their head. Yeah. It's it's sometimes it's just people's
4: get away from reality type situations and then they 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 leave it just to be there. You know what I mean? They they don't take it. They don't take it with them. It's a place where they can. It's kind of like Disneyland. Like <laughs> you step into Disneyland and all your troubles are away for like what three hours. No. You know what I mean, and you come back or ten hours. You know, and you come back and it's just like, oh yeah, I'm back to life. You know what I mean? Right. We're well, so it's all part
0: part of the the bubbles that you were talking about mm-hmm. earlier. Yeah. Everybody is always comfortable with the bubble, which is like why I love so much too that in this show that they you know, Tracy achieves her fame and in a very realistic circumstance it would be easier for them to show her not wanting to push the buttons because she's finally on T V and mm-hmm. she's finally, and she's overcome um, being heavier and being put on TV mm-hmm. and she could very easily be like, you know what, I'm not going to push <clears throat> any buttons, I'm just going to stay on TV. But I like that they show her being like, no, I'm still going to push yeah, for it. Yeah, the
3: message is just because you got what you want doesn't mean you can't, you shouldn't fight you shouldn't. For
0: the rights of other people. And, and that with power comes that you should, I think, use your voice, that you need to.
1: You brought up This Is Us earlier because one of the things that mm-hmm. I love about that show is that there's two actually heavyset people who are actually going through this <clears> the <throat> situation of trying to lose the weight, trying to do all this work, one of the things that I was just thinking about H- the hairspray you 've got and you mentioned with uh, with Edna and Wilbur being like this heavy set woman. Uh, and this thin man, and now you got Tracy, this heavy set woman, going after this thin man. Where there is no heavy set young girl going after this sort of pudgy, you know, kid. Obviously, mm-hmm. whatever in Tracy's head, she has to be with this thin, gorgeous looking guy. Right, and that is another problem, theme problem. That at the end of the day, even though Tracy was doing all of this stuff, she always had to revert back to. Mm. Thin, gorgeous to make herself somewhat feel uh, accepted in this world because right. at the end of the day, she ended up with she ends up with Link, and you know that's a tough. I mean, you can't. But you don't all.
3: don't you think the parallel is like the Edna and Wilbur relationship where like yeah, he's thin, but he's like I also think Wilbur doesn't have to be thin. You could cast.
0: Any I mean, to character. me, like the
3: the original actor is, looks pretty close to Jerry Stiller. He's just like a skinnier right. version of Jerry Stiller. So it, it seemed to me like that was uh i felt like a parallel to show like this is a very realistic
0: relationship
1: right i just meant in the link in in link no, yeah, Larkin I see you're saying right. this
0: but at the, the same sky, time and right? that yeah. could just be her type as well like not to discredit what you're saying at all right. cuz i think that is a very important thing to bring up but it is no, okay yeah. if you are heavier to be into someone that is thinner, and that's oh, absolutely. Not a bad
4: you movie. just don't see it. Like <clears throat> she was saying, you just don't see it in entertainment. Yeah, you know
1: what I mean. Why? Other than Other this than, new show, exactly. yeah.
0: Mike and Molly was kind of one of the ones that did it.
1: Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. But, yeah, it's not brought up because it's. I think, you know, we're still in that mindset. Like, oh, people don't want to watch that, so we're not going to put it on television.
1: Yeah, I almost was thinking, I was like, oh, how many times in Broadway have, have there been interracial, the, the penny and the seaweed situation? And then I remember they did it several times in Wicked with Elphaba. Well, yes. Elphaba was, right. Well, Elphaba was green. I don't know if that's, really <laughs> I know that's a really good comparison. But, <laughs> yes, uh, but you did. know what I mean. You've got, you got plenty of black uh, fieros and this green, white Elphaba. Mm-hmm.
3: They do it... I mean, I've said this so many times, so, like, they do it in in
0: British theater all the time. It's like, the families don't match racially whatsoever. First child. Yeah, they just, Granger. yeah. they just... They just hire based on <clears throat> talent, which is, I think, how a smart casting would go. Yeah. Unless, like, you have to cast a role because... There's something very iconic about it that well, like makes sense. Well, like Othello,
3: you're not going to cast white Othello. I don't think that's appropriate. <laughs> you
0: know, right? Yeah, unless there's like a like a, a very strong reason why you're casting a very certain look. I think that any role c- can be anyone. It's it's, it's imagination. We, we
4: talked about Todrick Hall just a couple of minutes ago, right? He always does this thing called blind casting. That's what he. That's how he likes to cast. When he does this stuff, mm-hmm. it's because when that person comes into the character. As long as they're able to embody the character in a way, it still works out.
1: Although with hairspray, I mean with these time time pieces, you can't it's really harder. you can't yeah. really like you could never cast a black Tracy. It just cannot happen because of the themes of the show. Right. You, like the white side has to stay the white yeah. side for a very specific. Depending piece. on the storyline, right? Like, right. This, yeah, yeah,
0: this show is very much about segregation and about how that's a terrible thing and how we're separating based on color. So if you were to mess with that, mm. it would take away from that message and my like, yeah.
1: I, I do think that there could be a possibility that the only character that I think could possibly Penny? be, maybe not I was going to say Corny Collins, because I think that you could cast a kind of mulatto, like half-black, half-white uh, host like Corny Collins, and then you could play off of this idea that Corny Collins also well,
3: passing, kind of? passes yeah. either passes
1: white or experiences some of the racism that the black side does, mm-hmm. but he's this white He's this host that everybody likes, right? 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 You know, and so there is a there, that is one character that you could go, oh, yeah, you could cast that as as, as somebody that was kind of light skinned
0: right? Um, so we're getting towards the end of the show, and so I so that we end it maybe a little happier. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a video from the Tony Awards, so I want to play that, you? and we can talk a little bit over it about the Tony Awards. So this is their performance. It's a little. Grady because it's 2002 and it's all I find the internet.
3: Matthew Morrison I saw I saw this
0: well wow. this is not the right this is you know right with that play. I love that why does we're doing that
1: <laughs> mashup though
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I promise when I pulled it out yesterday oh, oh it was definitely
1: I up. was just I was just listening to Adam Pascal doing his uh, Broadway Cares Equity Fights this is the season for it right now uh, when they do all the buckets and they pass it around when you go to Broadway shows uh, he was doing he did a one song glory somebody paid in the audience for him to do one song glory
0: oh here we go okay we got the right there we <laughs> go. <laughs> There's Matthew Morrison. Matthew yeah, Morrison is an amazing dancer. He's
3: working it.
0: Like, he's an amazing dancer. Like if he's, he's a really good dancer. I was
3: watching this earlier. In Glee,
0: I... he was probably one of the best dancers they had. But he didn't dance that
3: much in Glee, did he? I know, and I wanted him to dance more. The kids dance more.
0: And here's Carrie Butler coming out with her belting vocals. I love this music is so Bell mesmerizing. Bundy. I love so the Laura Bell Bundy during this whole thing because every time they cook back to her, she always is so into her role.
3: Uh, I think though, as as far as like the rest of the the not named cast members, they're all working like
0: really yeah. hard. I also think role. it's just they're all having fun. Yeah. Boom. Oh, see, go. this is
1: where I was talking about how Edna be really becomes just as important to this story. Yeah. As, no, she definitely as is. As her but i also love at how the choreography has stayed the choreography has not changed consistent yeah it's basically from for
0: every well this show's never been revived
1: every regional show every tour every the movie the last movie this movie you saw the same choreography right uh, during the to- during the uh, Thanksgiving Day Parade the other day. That's something that I think you cannot
4: change at all. Yeah, you with always got to do a little right. wave. A-, a
0: little
4: mashed potato here and there. Well, yeah. it would be
0: interesting, because they, like I said, they have never revived this show. If they were to revive it, I wonder what changes they would make to it.
4: I feel like it would be super slight if they were. Yeah. I feel like this is something you don't want to overly mess with too much because of, like I said, how iconic it is and how yeah. much you've seen it.
0: I will say I did have a problem with Jennifer Hudson's uh, outfit during this part. It was very 70s. Someone yes. uh, was very ABBA. Someone in our <laughs> chat roll said they were sad about Jennifer Hudson's size. Her? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I yeah, I, I thought about that when they cast her. I was like, she her size, well, not, when she when was, she was Dream first, girl, she was a big girl. Yeah, on All American right. Idol, she would have been perfect it size. Was, it was
4: uh, Pooh bearding I think it is. Uh, the only issue I have with the show coming up is Jennifer Hudson's body size, or the song Big Blonde and Beautiful is more known for. And was I, was, like
0: a, I was wondering if yeah, they were going to cut Big, Blonde, and Beautiful because of it. And then I saw it on the CD that they put out. So I'm like, I guess, are they just going to make it about her boobs being big? Like, it's because her voice is big. That's why. But <laughs> she's talking about eating during the whole thing. Maybe like, the whole is song it. is about, she's like, busted. let's put food in my mouth. Yeah. Right. I don't know. I don't yeah, It's I gonna be like interesting I they
3: did Try to make it About her being <laughs> busty Cause yeah. when I saw the clips It's just like It
0: was boobs
4: Yeah It was boobs, boobs. In an Abba
3: dress
0: <laughs> <Boobs> <laughs> Or an Abba and suit Boobs suit. in an Big Abba suit Big blonde yeah. and
4: Abba Big
0: and Abba There we go I just... Also, Laura Bell Bundy's wig in this is the most ridiculous thing.
3: That's what I mean. How do you keep your head up in that way? <laughs> right. And, and You
0: and have a strong neck. Yeah. Yeah. You have a very strong neck by the end of the show. That's
4: like the Las Vegas showgirls with a crazy huge oh, yeah. feathers but in the their Chiquita head, banana. banana Girl. But They're this show... Chiquita. This show is nominated for
0: 12 Tony Awards. It won awesome. Best Musical, Best Original Score, Best Direction, Best Book, Best Performance by a Leading Actor for Harvey Fierstein, Best Performance by a Leading Actress for Marissa, and, uh... Best costume design It didn't win Best choreography How many was that? It won 8 yes. Oh okay It, it eight was nominated 12. for what 12? 12, 12. Yeah.
1: And then Chicago bad. won and then Hamilton was mm-hmm. the record
0: Hamilton's the record and below Hamilton I think it's the Producers Producers mm-hmm. and one other one that I can't think of right now
1: for some, Oh wait Chicago was <laughs> the Oscars
0: Chicago's the Oscars um, <laughs> so, before we have to wrap up in like two minutes, but before we do, we are going to be talking about the Hairspray Live coming mm-hmm. up on uh, Wednesday. I believe we're going to do it at 8 p.m. on Afterbuzz TV, our sister network. But just what are your predictions, I guess, for the live musical? Like good or bad? Um, just a quick prediction since we don't have a lot of time.
4: I want to like it. I want to like it. I really do. Um, from what I saw at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, it's, it was it was exciting still just the way because you see it differently um, and you know that they're that they're going to be doing it live on a sound stage. I think that in itself is exciting. Will
0: they be singing live for the? Do you, I you don't know? No, or is actually, it going to be them lip syncing? i sure so to it, be lip syncing. Yeah. Yeah. They were lip syncing at me. No, day no, day no day I know they were. Right? Li- well, you have to lip sync <laughs> right. at the Macy's yeah. Day Parade. You that's
4: not. That's a good question, actually. <laughs> It, it just being live in general, them moving from set to set and from stage to stage, is going to be exciting for me to see. Sure. So I, I, I'm excited about that and I'm hoping it's going to be great. I'm really excited to see how uh, this Tracy turnout is going to turn out.
0: Jackie? I think
3: that's what I'm waiting for most to see how, because we know most of the other actors yeah. and we already have informed like have formed opinions of them so i think that's what i'm waiting for i mean i feel like it all hinges on tracy because i have my own opinions right. about everybody else no really. pressure
1: girl yeah. <laughs> um i'm excited i mean right before i left universal i got a chance to see the set so i'm excited about them going from a courthouse square uh universal studios to the new sound stage uh, that was just built for them to do mm-hmm. this show in and uh so i mean i'm excited for garrett clayton <laughs>
0: Right. Little Garrett Clayton we, we had his in here just just oh, l- less than a year ago. Yeah,
1: so he'll be a, uh, hopefully a great Link Larkin, and obviously tracy has got to be really good. But I think Efrain Sykes is going to bring the house down as seaweed, so I'm there very excited go. about that.
0: Um, I want like like Nino. You know, I want to like this. Yeah. a lot. I was really excited when I started seeing the cast list. I think Martin Short's going to be great. I think Harvey Firestein's going to be obviously great. Um, at Christian Chenoweth, duh. But I'm excited to see her do Miss Baltimore Crabs. So yes. I think she will have so much fun with it.
1: She's gonna make me want to be Velma again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <to> my wig. <laughs> um.
0: So so I'm excited for the people that they have involved with it. I, it's more so how they portray it and do it.
4: Right, yeah. it's it's anyone who has like a analytical mind about theater or about Broadway in general, just give it that open, you know, yeah. that, uh, that open uh, mind to yeah. see it when you know. When H- you see hate it.
0: it after you've seen it, not before. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. like people- we did with Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I tried to stay positive about it. Um, all right, so that's about all the time we have for today, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Next week we'll be doing Hairspray the movie, and we'll be back to our normal time on Sundays at three p.m. Um, we're doing the 2007 movie, to be clear. And um, make. Sh- I wanted to just put a quick note out there for the Gilmore Girls Netflix show that just came out. Uh, if you are a fan of Gilmore Girls or a fan of Broadway in general, it's worth a watch, especially episode three, I believe. Um, there's a lot of cameos in there from Broadway people, and there's a lot of just Broadway hints here and there around it. Um so last and most most importantly, I guess, where can we all find you guys one more time? You can find me on
1: Twitter and Instagram at Drexelherg.
0: 123JackieB on all platforms.
1: And it's Nina Lanero
4: on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook.
0: And you guys can find me at BFIPs14 on Twitter and Instagram. We will see you guys next Sunday.
1: Bye, everyone. Have everybody. fun and enjoy the live
0: show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey
1: mama, hey mama. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network,